Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Murphy's Laws this is episode 92. It's Charles Murphy and Charles Villanueva back with you after another three-week three layoff here. Uh, and we have, in that time, we had some really big uh, news bits drop around some of the Marvel Studios property. And then we were allowed to screen Black Widow. And then just yeah. yesterday, we got a, a pretty good look at some some set photos from Flash. So quite a bit of stuff for us to talk about. What do you want to start with, Charles? I think we should talk about Black Widow because it's that seems to be the hot topic uh, for the past week. Uh, we got to see it. We got to um, talk about it a little bit in, in the other thing we were doing. But for our podcast listeners, what did you think of Black Widow? So <clears throat> it was interesting because I, I watched it. A second time, and I found myself um, enjoying some bits of it more and having some bits yeah. of it bother me a little bit more, too. Yeah. Um, so for me, and I, it isn't much different than what I tweeted. Um, for me, the the first two acts were pretty okay. Um, actually, pretty great. There was some great action. Um, some of the some of the biggest action scenes we've seen in a, in a Marvel movie in quite some time. I kind of said it reminded me... Um, in that sense of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But then the third act felt really weird to me. It's almost like a different movie was there to be told and, and got cut out somehow. Um, but as far as the cast goes, I think the leads were all great. Um, I really love Florence Pugh. I think she's going to be a lot of fun going forward. She's, um, it, I mean, it's not like she's just going to be the same old Black Widow. Like she has a very different personality and a very different take on the way that she does things. I think people are going to love her. Um, Scarlet was great. David Harbour was great. Rachel Weiss was amazing in the little bit she had to do. And then I really liked what they did with Taskmaster. I was fine with the, the reinvention and all the stuff, but I was disappointed, and I know you were too, in how much they used Taskmaster. Right. Yeah, Taskmaster for me was kind of like, like it's not a, it's not a deal breaker, but it was definitely like, oh man, I kind of wish we got more because Taskmaster... I mean, if, if you know comics, if, if you're aware, remo even remotely aware of what Taskmaster is, Taskmaster is like one of the best fighters in the entire Marvel Universe. Like, the character is super formidable to fight with. Even Cap has a problem fighting Taskmaster because, you know, the character is such a fucking crazy fighter. So to see the character be somewhat underutilized here, like, like the, the character, Th Taskmaster only fights like... Like you only see the character fight like, like three times, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe four, maybe five. If I'm being generous, but it, it's just such a short stint for the character action-wise. But like you, I I kind of like the reinvention they did with the character. It's it's very very uh, on brand for Marvel Studios to to take this character and make it their own. And, and in that regard, it really works. And you know, like I, I also watched it a second time. The first time I watched it, it left me wanting a lot more. The second time I watched it, I appreciated some of the stuff more. I appreciated some some of the Taskmaster be beats there, that some of the action beats the character has. But yeah, for the most part, it's kind of like, you know, the movie has a lot of good parts going on for it. But the third act is, you know, it kind of falls apart. I I wouldn't necessarily put it in like in like a top ten MCU list, but it is definitely in the higher end of the mcu like how many films do we have like 24 it's definitely somewhere in the upper half for sure yep. um certainly not the lower half but you know i think i think overall it's a it's a nice return to the movies for marvel with black widow like i imagine if we actually got to watch this in the theater for the first time 
you know, our reactions might be a bit different. Uh, just because the intensity of some of the action sequences are really, really fucking cool. And because we're watching it at our home, in our computers, or in, in our TV, it's not that exciting. So we definitely recommend that you guys check this out in the movie theater to get more of a, a visceral experience. But, you know, it is not that bad of a movie. It, it's a very, very uh, watchable MCU movie. Yeah, I, I think it's one that'll be um, a lot of people are really going to like. And it, it um, will be very rewatchable. In, in that sense, it kind of reminds me of like of Ant-Man uh, or Thor Ragnarok in the sense that you'll be able to put it on and watch it and, and laugh at some of the jokes over and over and over again and enjoy some of the action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say I agree for sure. It's in the top. It's a top 12, definitely in the top half of MCU films. Um, loses a little bit of steam because like a lot of first movies, it spends some time um introducing stuff setting stuff up that you know when we get to the sequel or whatever they're gonna they're gonna do with these characters it'll pay off there and so that's always something we talk about like with dr strange and captain marvel and a lot all those solo movies they they spend a lot of time giving us background and stuff and we miss out on some cool things but the cool thing about marvel is that we know we're going to be seeing more of this in the future so that's okay yeah all right, so news. We missed a couple of news these past three weeks. Which one do you want to get here? I think the biggest one uh, is is the idea that Namor is finally coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe after, I don't know, 10 years of people wondering when he was going to be there and what was going on with the rights. Uh, and we found out, I guess, a couple weeks ago that Tena Cuerta is playing Namor in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that was... This was something we knew about for some time, but we sort of uh, we, we kept a pin on it because we didn't necessarily want to spoil this this big reveal. But now that it's out there, I mean, we just might as well fucking talk about this. Um, it is very exciting for me. The idea that Namor is here, like you said, we've been waiting for so long. I mean, just look at the character's history and what the character means for Marvel Comics in general. Namor was the first character alongside the first Human Torch, you know, to ever make... Uh, you know, a Marvel comic, and I think that's pretty fucking huge. And also, he's like the first. He was at some point, at one point, considered the first mutant. So there, there are a lot of firsts with Namor in the comics, and it's about it, it's about time that he appeared here. And I like that Tenochtitlan is playing him because obviously they're, they're doing a spin with a with a character who has been predominantly depicted as a white dude in the in the comics. It kind of seems like they might go for a Mayan apocalypto feel here. Which again, it make, makes makes the whole thing even more exciting. Uh, we heard that Namora and Atuma are also gonna be part of the movie, and it just gives you an idea of how 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 much Kevin Feige wants to bring this world of Atlantis, you know, against Wakanda. And that idea alone, like if if you're vaguely familiar of what what the beef is between Wakanda and Atlantis in the comics, man, you're in for a fucking treat. Yeah, it's. It's one of these things like we heard rumors about Black Panther um, well before about Black Panther 2, well before Chadwick passed away. And then things kind of went dark on it. And then we we heard again, like and this was probably a month or so, maybe six weeks ago, um, that we were getting Namor and Namora and Atuma. And so, you know, obviously with um, <clears throat> with Chadwick passing away, this movie had to take some twists and turns and be redone. So it's it's fascinating that these old rumors are still in there. And you wonder, I mean, we've heard some things about what's going to change as well. But 
it's fascinating to see how Feige's going to bring them in. And like you said, they're going to go for like this very, um, very different <clears throat> look from what we what we're thinking we get in the comics, and very different from how they how the Atlanteans were presented in Aquaman. Like, if you've seen Apocalypto, you have a you have some idea of how these uh, Atlanteans are going to look in the MCU. And it's going to be uh, there's going to be some very brutal fights. A tomb is, is going to be um, like apparently Atlant, Atlant, uh, Atlantis is great warrior. And you guys can probably think of a couple people who he could score up against from Wakanda. But oh, yeah, yeah, this this beef in the comics um, is is going to be brought to the big screen. And, and I'm I'm so excited and I'm I'm interested to see how Namor is presented um, because we know in, in the comics, he was his his dad was a human, his mom was Atlantean. He was sort of um, an outcast and, and sort right. of a, a different kind of. He was looked at funny because he was pink um, and and didn't look like everybody else, even though he was the rightful heir to the throne. And he was always so angry and so resentful um, because of all the things that went on in his life. And he's such a dick. And uh, I've never I've never really seen Tenacuerta do anything, but I'm hoping that. If if we get anything from the comics from Namor's personality, I just want him to be a giant dick all the time. Right. Yeah, you, you can't make him like uh, a totally um, handsome leading man. Even though in his own world, he thinks he's, he's a handsome leading man. That's why he keeps on hitting, hitting on Sue Storm. But yeah, you got to have that fucking Atlantean dickishness with the character because it's, it's almost synonymous... To you know, it's an honest with the fucking character. Uh, when you yeah. think of Namor, you think about how he's so pompous, how he's so full of himself, of uh, and how he thinks he's above everyone else. And you know, not not that I'm talking about it. You know, Namor. How cool would it be if we got like you know the the Illuminati with with fucking Tenochtitlan on the team? Seems like a fun a fun idea. Yeah, to have to have a team of when we don't know if what that team would look like, but to have have Namor sit there and, and, and now be a part, able to join this table of right. of these great minds. Maybe it's Reed Richards. Maybe it's, you know, whoever else it would be. It would be a, it's going to be great if we get to that on screen. But for now, I'm just, I'm so excited. I was shocked that they went and also included Namora. And that's interesting because that could get us closer to an Agents of Atlas type of thing, or she could just take right. a different route. And I'm really excited to see how they, even just physically portray Atuma, who is just uh, in the comics, you know, a monster and so imposing and so powerful. And I want to see, like, I hope we get some phys- some real physical shows of strength out of Atuma because we don't. We Atlanteans shouldn't be uh, normal powered people, right? They're all going to be stronger. They're all going to be uh, kind of a little bit different than fighting a human. So I'm excited to see how they pull this off. And uh, yeah, we've heard. Quite a bit of this movie is going to be filmed underwater, so we'll see how how that looks. We've seen some of it in other, uh, like in Aquaman and in, in Justice League and stuff. So we'll see how they pull this off. But yeah, this is this is the biggest news for me for Marvel Studios for a while. And you guys will probably remember I I was teasing on Twitter a while ago how I was super excited and I heard some great news and this was that news. Um, and and I am I can't think of anything in in the past six months or so that's made me as excited about a movie as finding out that Namor is going to show up. Will they give him the, uh, the, the winged ankles or the pointed ears? I hope so. 
but I have a feeling. I have a feeling. No, um, we'll see about the 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 winged ankles, and we'll see if they keep him as a mutant. Right? Do you remember that we had a Q and A, and we teased that we knew the first mutant was going to show up on screen in 2022, and this yeah. is this is who yeah. we were talking about. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if they keep his mutant heritage or not, um, and it'll also be interesting to see. You know, like I said, how are they going to set him apart from everybody else? Because that's a key thing in, in Namor's story is he does look different. So, yeah, he should be able to fly. Yeah. He should have pointy ears. He should have a sweet trident. He should wear a, a Speedo that makes everybody else around him uncomfortable. Like, that's kind of <laughs> shit that Namor does. <laughs> All right, what have next? Uh, the, we also got some big news about She-Hulk. We got a couple big pieces of news uh the first one was that jamila jamil who had been uh rumored to be playing uh, a part in she hulk was uh finally i think variety of, one of the sites broke it maybe it was the illuminati and then a trade came around and and confirmed it after that that she's playing yeah. titania in she hulk um which is another this is another piece of info that we knew for quite some time that that titania was going to show up in she hulk and, and she's not going to be alone it's gonna i, I think we we're not going to going to blow up uh, all the rest of the news but she's not going to be the only cool villain that shows up there mm. um but yeah the, the idea that they cast uh jamila jamil who i'm not super familiar with but everybody else seems to be um what do you know about her and how do you feel about this one i, I know her from um the good place she plays like a super pompous high society uh, bitch there which i think kind of fits uh, if you think about Titania and the description we got for the character, and that she's a, she's a influencer, yeah, social media influencer, and I think that could that could line up with uh, with with uh, what Jamila does in the Good Place. I could see her bringing that energy into into this one. I I am mostly curious though, like like I don't know much about Titania other than she's married to to Absorbing Man, but I'm not I'm not familiar if she has like a secret identity or or whatnot because. I am curious here, is is the character of Titania going to be like a fitness influencer of some sort? Or maybe maybe more like a like a fucking Kardashian influencer with no sort of with no with no superhero background, but then gets her powers and then sort of lives a double life. Like what what do you think they could do here with the with the Titania stuff? Yeah, I I mean I was under the impression that she was gonna be very like Kardashian esque in, in her influencer role. Mm. Um I'm curious to find out how she gets her powers in it's it certainly can't be as far as we know what happens in the comics where she's on on battle world and Dr. Doom uh, powers are up. I don't I hope people don't expect to see Dr. Doom show up in here on <laughs> battle world and giving Titania powers. But um, it. Yeah, I, I guess I was I was I was leaning towards that Kardashian S kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, we'll see how how things go from there and how she why she comes across Jen, what her uh, her problem with Jen is, and how she gets powered up. And, and but I, I do think it'll be it's going to lead to some really great fight scenes. Uh, there's going to be obviously quite a bit of CG work here with these people, just like they did with Mark Ruffalo. So it it's going to be a really cool uh, use of that technology on on a TV series, which I'm pretty yeah. excited for to see how they how they pull this off. I mean, we did see Mark Ruffalo on the set, and he has those uh, CGI things on his face, which mm-hmm. is a is a very uh, uh, confident confirmation that he is going to be Hulk at some point here. Um, they yep. don't they don't put that on Mark Ruffalo, you know, if if he's just going to be the human form. But we also did hear that 
the Hulk's son might be showing up here. Scar. Yeah, the, the idea that Scar is going to show up. Uh, I, I love it. This is something that we can we can confirm is true as well. Um, I, re, I can remember thinking back to as far back as Thor The Dark World when we saw concept art of, of some old strong people. And then when we saw the bedroom, that Hulk had a bedroom set in Ragnarok. I was like, right. oh, shit, they're going to they're gonna bring in Kyra and he's going to have a son. And we didn't see any of that. But now we're, we're certainly going to have time to revisit that. We know that time is weird on, on Sakaar, so we don't know how long Hulk was there. And um, certainly could have been long enough to, to, get, to get freaky with uh, Kyra or somebody else and, and to produce Scar. And, and I know that you have a really great idea as to how Scar could be introduced into, into yeah. the MCU because it's in She-Hulk. Yeah, because I was wondering when, when, when news of this came out, I was like, man, is this going to be like more of Bruce's stuff? Like, are we going to get like a major Bruce Banner subplot where, you know, he does some soul, ser- soul searching to, to be able to interact with his son? But then I realized, because this is a legal show, like how great would it be if Scar shows up in, in Jennifer Walters' offices asking her to sue his dad for alimony? <laughs> I feel like that's the way to go if you're if you're going to do like a legal comedy drama, you're introducing Scar, who is by all means such a fucking crazy character. Like, there's almost no way this could work, you know, back then, ten years ago in the MCU. But now, because it's super crazy, it can it 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 kind of works. But then it's it's also super grounded premise. So why not just combine the two? You know, he's he's an alien that wants to sue his his Earthling dad for alimony. Yeah, he wants. He wants some child support. His mom wants wants some child support from being how how long he's been abandoned. Yeah. Um, I know we heard he's going to be like a teenager when he shows up. Um, so we're not sure. We don't know who's playing him yet. We haven't heard anything on that. Um, but I, I can tell you that I don't expect him to have a huge role in She-Hulk. But I do expect to see a lot of him actually moving forward in the MCU, which is really cool. Because I honestly never thought we'd see Scar... And uh, much less have them have them have a, a fairly yeah. decent sized role in the future. So this is this was pretty cool news. Uh, and like you said, I think it, there are a lot of ways to play it for a joke in, in She-Hulk. And I think that's a the more that we hear about this show, the cleverer it sounds and the funnier it sounds and and the more surprising it sounds. Right. Like with the inclusion of the different characters and the way that, that we can start to see what it's up to. And there, there are some pretty great characters in it that you guys don't know about yet too. So this mm-hmm. is going to be great. And I think Feige even said it like anyone and everyone and anyone could show up in She-Hulk. Right. And now we're, mm-hmm. now we're seeing what he meant. How crazy is it that it seems like we're getting Scar first before fucking Rick Jones. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I continue to wonder if we'll ever see Rick. Right. Maybe he could be one of the people who show up. I uh, would, I would next. love to see him. Yeah. What do we have next? Uh, we got a via some set, some uh, some. Well, I guess it would be the workers who worked on Thor: Love and Thunder. All the cast and crew um, got some pretty cool swag before they took off. And one such piece of swag was a shirt that gave us our first look at uh, Jane as the mighty Thor. Yeah, that looked pretty fucking sick. Um, I, I tried to, to put the uh, the comic version of the character and the promo art next to each other, and they look very different. Uh, at first, I thought like, oh, it's just like a, it's just a rendition of theirs from the comics. But then it looks super different. It clearly, 
Jane Foster's look in that crew merch is definitely her look in the movie because it almost looks like um like a like a varied version of Thor's armor in that it has all the uh all the motifs that you can see in Thor's main armor which you also see you also see in the picture that Thor is back in his in his in his main armor and not the uh, the Thunderstrike mm-hmm. outfit but man the fact that they actually stayed true to the to Jane Foster's helmet is super fucking sick well, I would say that's the first thing I noticed was that they found after we've had all this complaining about um, early on Thor didn't wear his helmet and Loki didn't have his his horns on very much yeah. that they found a way to make that helmet look that good and stick with it was really cool. Yeah, that helmet. I feel like it's one of the most iconic costumes, uh, maybe next to uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America suit in the comics, because that helmet is fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looked really good on the on the art. And, you know, well, and I also noticed Thor's got um, like some gold inlay in his armor now. So it's it's like his it's, you know, an up an updated, upgraded version, um, which they, they continue to find ways to to tweak things here and there. But his armor looked really sick, too. And uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this whole thing plays out. We we put a piece together where we kind of thanks to some people on Twitter who noticed that Jane was standing in front of the the broken Mjolnir. We kind of now think that we may have actually seen the first time where she becomes the Mighty Thor. Oh, uh, yeah. there, there are some set picks with her like up in the air, and there's definitely some relationship there between her and Mjolnir that we're not 100% sure about so or how it worked. But yeah, we, we now that uh, we've seen everything, it kind of seems like she's going to show up at maybe like a wake or a funeral or a memorial for Odin. And then right then and there, sort of, sort of uh, the hammer is probably going to be reforged and she's going to become the mighty Thor. Yeah. I am curious what the, uh, what the missing piece is here, because if they're, for, if they're forging Mjolnir just like that, there has to be some reason why they couldn't do it um, during Infinity War when, you know, mm-hmm. when, uh, when Thor was forced to fucking fly throughout the galaxy to find a new forger, is is Itri here? Maybe Itri's here, and he has, he was able to find some new Uru to build this. Uh, maybe Odin visited uh, Jane during his time on Earth. Maybe hey, maybe they actually got to talk, and you know, Odin gave gave Jane his blessing, some shit like that. But they have to. Ex- it, it can't be just like oh, we can force Mjolnir anytime we want because it right. that would maybe take away some of the magic of the. Of the weapon because it's so fucking special and you can't replicate it. The fact that they can replicate it now, they're gonna have to explain that. Yeah, it would like you said, it would take a huge chunk of Infinity War and render it meaningless because Thor could have just gone back and picked up the pieces and and gotten it ready to go. Um, now we're moving on out of the Marvel realm and into some DC stuff. We had quite a few set photos from the Flash. We got a, a look at Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. We got a look at the new Supergirl. And even a little glimpse of Barry wearing uh, his his ring that looks like his suit's going to pop out of, which is pretty cool and very comic booky. Um, and didn't get a lot of stuff. He didn't get it um, that any kind of action shots or whatever. But we did get you know good first looks at these guys for this upcoming Flash movie that seems like it's been spinning in, in development hell forever, and now it's underway, and we got our look. Yeah, Supergirl looks fucking dope here. Um, like the the suit clearly. Um, has the same texture as Henry Cavill's suit. Um, I'm not quite sure if it's the same exact S, but the fact that it's so similar, I fucking dig. I like the whole red thing on on her so- shoulder. 
and I cannot wait to see what, what she, she looks like with the cape there. I've seen some people say that she is like a version of a... I'm sorry, I, I might get this wrong, but so, like another Kent? Do you see tweets like that? I thought... I don't... I'm not familiar with her, but I, I think that what I was reading, JJ may have been the one that said it, is that she's like another... She's a version of Kal-El from a different universe or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me find the fucking... I've seen a lot of people point to it, but something like Lana Kent. So, yeah, that definitely lines up, if, if, especially if the character is, uh, you know, another version of uh, of, of Kal-El. Uh, here, Tom Taylor said that in 2014, he created a new Supergirl called Lara Lane Kent. Okay. And, and their costumes and hairstyles are very, very similar almost to the point where there's no way that this is a different character so it looks yeah, cool. and it's it's not the uh the supergirl that we're sort of accustomed to um like from the cw show or or um the main supergirl supergirl from the comics right it, it, it's exciting especially that that photo of fucking uh michael keaton it's almost yeah. so surreal to see him as bruce wayne again even though it's like just him with white hair but just the idea—it's—it's it's so surreal. Like I can't imagine the, 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 the meetings they had just to convince him to return. Right. It, it's and, just fucking crazy. And you wonder, like, what's happened in his universe since you know 1990, whenever when we saw him last, right? Like he's—he's right. he's obviously aged, and with that that idea is all these experiences that he's had, and how have they shaped him, and what is that? What's happened to him since then? That's really the the gist of this whole multiverse thing right like they, mm-hmm. these people they're similar but they've had different experiences and different things have have made them different versions of these people so it's and when you see him in, like you said with the white hair and and just it really makes you think about what this dude has been through in the past 30 years right yeah all right what do we have for last oh uh, we got i guess just this morning uh david sandberg the director of shazam shared uh, a first look at all the, the family, the Shazam family, the Mar- the Marvel family in their new suits. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. I mean, it it almost looks exactly the same as the as the ones from the first movie. But I, I really appreciate David Sa- David Sandberg taking his time to actually put out an official photo, um, because he knows all these photos are probably going to leak at some point from the set because they're filming publicly. Good for him on you know getting ahead of the media and doing his own thing because these photos look great. Um, from his point of view, from his shot, so it's exciting. I, I like like in the first movie, like easily my favorite moment is when they all get their powers. I yeah. was not expecting that, and it definitely has shades of like fist pumping Avengers moments during the first movie. It's like holy fucking shit, they're actually doing this, yeah. and I can't wait to see what else, what other moments they have in store for for the next movie. Yeah, this is one of my favorite DC movies of the last several years. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and it kind of was surprising at how much I liked it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the sequel and seeing what they do with it. It seems very um, original, I guess. It wasn't, doesn't go from any of the, or line up with any of the stuff that I had going on in my mind about what it was going to be. Um, so I'm curious to see the direction it takes. But I think as long as you got the same team working on it, uh, it it's going to be fun. And those, the new suits look great, and they are you know from comparison they are quite there is some of them are quite a bit different all right guys that does it for this episode we're happy to be back uh and and hopefully can find time to be on a little bit more normal schedule as we move forward here 
So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.